0: On today's episode, we interview Deb Taylor. She is the co-creator of the Mindful Movement Program. She discusses what mindful movement is, what the benefits of mindfulness are, the importance of mindfulness practice in schools,
1: and how it can help kids. She also takes us through a mindful practice that we can all do together. And she lists the top three recommendations to begin incorporating mindfulness into your everyday. Hi, we're Lisa. and Lisa, and we want you to always always be
0: vibing. If you're looking to bring more joy and happiness to your life, we're here to share tips, tricks, and a bit of science in a playful and honest conversation with lots of laughs.
1: We are not your gurus, but just a couple of everyday girls whose lives have been changed by exploring high vibe concepts such as the law of attraction, gratitude, mindfulness, meditation, the power of the mind, manifestation, and basically
0: everything mind, body, and spirit.
1: Yeah, We've
0: learned that practicing these methods has allowed us to worry less and trust that everything is going to work out okay. We are not perfect, and we still have lots to learn, but we hope you'll come along our journey and grow with us. I'm Lisa Marie, a Nashville-based songwriter turned music and mindfulness teacher living in Ontario with three kids, two dogs, and a fabulous
1: firefighter husband. Hottie! (laughs) and i'm lisa linden an unapologetically obsessive dog mom living in bc with a million dollar view and a husband who's priceless Mm -hmm. hope you enjoy the show and don't forget to practice your apvs and vibe up for a better life
0: Okay, welcome to Always Be Vibing.
1: Um, so there are some audio issues on this episode, but um, we know you're gonna love the content. Deb, what Deb has to share is amazing. So, try and bear with us um, through it. So, but before we get to the interview, we just want to chat about what's been keeping us high vibe. How have you been vibing up these days, Lisa?
0: I've been really good, actually. Um,
1: I had the
0: most wonderful opportunity to hang via kind of a zoom call with uh, Josie Myers, who was our guest uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, And we did a beam session together and uh, sort of like a chakra clearing Mm -hmm. and uh, it was awesome. I have to say, like, I, I feel like I'm extra vibing high.
1: So cool. Yeah. I want to try it too. Me? Oh, um, you know, I actually have, I had not been Vibing very high lately. I had been slacking on my gratitude practice and slacking on my uh, my little journals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was also a little stressed out because I was planning a surprise for my husband's birthday. But right. i never done that before. So I was just like pure anxiety. <laughs> Those are
0: stressful. I'm telling
1: I you. I know. Awesome. And I was just worried from like the stupidest things. Like, is he going to like it? To like, is he going to be mad at me? Like, it was ridiculous. And anyway, did you like my reminders? I was like, yeah. There's no way he'll be mad at you if he's mad at you. He's he's, a jerk. He's a jerk. Get rid of him. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know, but I was being so ridiculous. Anyway, so, but anyway, it happened and it was. Epic and amazing, and he was like, Oh my god, this is wicked. So he loved it. It turned out perfect. The weather was great, and our friends were there. And well, just like it was cup because it's COVID. We only had two friends. It wasn't like a big surprise party or anything. It was like an intimate thing. But uh anyway, it was a good day. So That's that good. that got me vibing a bit higher afterwards. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like that was that was a
0: lot of moving parts you had to plan like where you know being different yes. places different times and stuff and yeah so... and the
1: timing had to work perfectly because to get to the first place we had to take a ferry which are often late right. so I was like if this ferry is late like it this ruins it'll be a whole domino effect of what was planned right because everything had to be at a specific time so mm, it was crazy stressful. well glad it was... went
0: off without a hitch yeah And it's all good.
1: And I feel like you're going to be
0: vibing a lot higher after our interview with Deb. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. She is brilliant on this interview and uh, I'm so excited. We're going to jump right into it. So how I came to know Deb, I, Lisa uh, Marie, has known Deb for many years We met when I was 16 years old and we were doing community theater together. So we were both into music. Um, We met in Oakville and now Deb has come to create this wonderful mindful movement program that she has taught thousands of children and youth the important practice of present moment awareness and resilience through the mindful movement program. As a primary, intermediate, and senior level teacher with more than 20 years of experience leading school-wide initiatives, classrooms, and individuals, Deb has had the opportunity to respond to the need for a more mindful school community. Amen. She Mm -hmm. has studied under the world's leading mindfulness teachers, combining her education with her extensive personal practice, Deb knows firsthand that the most effective ingredient in a mindful classroom is a teacher who does their best to embody mindfulness. Deb and her collaborative team of educators, social workers, and mindfulness-trained practitioners have incorporated current scientific research to develop these easy-to-follow activities for the busy teacher. So without further ado, here is Deb Taylor to tell us more. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the show,
1: Deb. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. Lisa,
2: And thank you, Lisa. It's wonderful to be here with
0: you all. Yes, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Thank you.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about what mindful movement is and what made you decide to take this path?
2: Yes, I'd love to. So first of all, I love your podcast, ladies. I think it's just so uplifting, helps me vibe higher. Um, And yeah, like minds. I just I just um, love the The approach of seeking to help ourselves feel better and and this the program, the mindful movement program um, is really all about that Um, really synchronistic that we've, we've crossed paths again. uh, Lisa, because. um, After teaching for a couple of decades, um, I went to wellness and a holistic approach to wellness, because I saw that teachers and students of all ages were really not well. In general, Um, you know, some some people look really fit and healthy, but mentally they're suffering in an anguish emotionally or, uh, you know, stress levels high. Some people, um, you know, they're they're very academic and intellectual and 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 um, stimulated um, with like curriculum in the schools, but they're kind of disconnected from the neck down and the health of their body is is not there and they've got pain and so on. So I really took an approach of how do we become like really well in our whole beings, that holistic wellness. So I started um, delving deep and with uh, physical health for mental health, including physical activity and nutrition into our mental health regime and mental health hygiene, Um, It led me to mindfulness and it's changed my life, changed the life of my, my entire family. And it's, it's really, uh, I've, I've, um, learned some really wonderful tools to help me cope with, you know, not that the troubles don't come, but help me cope with when the troubles do come. So I remain
1: regulated. Mm. That's so awesome. It is awesome. So like, what is mindfulness? Like, how would you describe mindfulness. Yeah. So mindfulness is such a
2: catchphrase now and it's on the cover of half of the magazines you see in the grocery store and it's so yeah. trendy, but really it's something that's not as, as, uh, out there as it might seem because, um, a lot of the people who have learned about it, um, come from a yoga background. It's like, well, is it yoga? What is it? Is it med? But really being mindful is, you know, when you're, just caught in your flow when you're gardening, and you're just admiring the cool wind on your face and the gorgeous colors of the flowers and you're feeling the rich soil when you're you know and that's just gardening or if you're going for a walk and you just appreciate you being there now, so mindfulness is present moment awareness and mm-hmm. and it's without judging it so it's it just is so we notice the pleasants and we notice the unpleasants about the moment, but we don't really judge it. We just say, okay, this is it now. And it doesn't always have to be calm. It doesn't always have to be happy. It just is an acceptance to the moment. And in that, the mind and the brain and the body just very naturally regulates itself to um, a more homeostasis or a state that is more healthy um, for you know the general health. that's
0: yeah that's so great um and you know I was just thinking there could not have been a better time for us to ask you some of these questions as many of us are preparing to go back into school uh you know a lot of sort of unknown and maybe having some anxious feelings and you teach a lot of this in schools so what exactly do you do when you go into a school um and you try to bring this to kids who may not quite understand the concepts how do you break that down for them Yes, yeah, so children um,
2: have an easier time with this work than grown-ups, generally.
1: <laughs>
0: because, yeah.
2: you know, young children are very present. They're all about the present moment. So they we can really learn from our children w- where they are just in the moment and uh, have that beginner's mind of just accepting things as they are at that moment. But, right, so when I go into the schools or when the mindful movement, you know, we have other teachers on the roster who would go into a school as a third party, or we have a lot of teachers who practice this work now. So they get the mindful movement programs curriculum, and they lead a a mindful moment, or they lead an activity that has to do with a sensory stimulation. And so there, there are many activities that focus on different things. And we call them the sense doors. So for younger children, for ages, um, grade one to grade six, we really focus on the sensory awareness. So it's not all breathing. (laughs) It's about sometimes it's about breathing, but sometimes it's just about seeing. So I might bring in or a teacher might bring into their classroom, a whole class set of seashells. And everyone gets to choose their seashell and they hold the seashell up and they just really focus and they are okay with themselves holding the seashell. And they just appreciate that natural object with the color and the texture and the smell and the weight and all of the, the feel of it. And you know, they don't taste it, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. everything else. And that present moment awareness with seeing is one activity that we would do. Yeah. Um, another one would be uh, listening. So um, if we have an outdoor classroom, which I hope uh, some of our children get to enjoy an outdoor classroom while the weather is warm in September and October,
0: yes. um,
2: because we need distance, and that is the healthiest place for us to be right now, um, we do a listening activity where we listen to with a broad focus and in uh, mindful moments, we have a broad focus. Listen to quietly, you know, if your eyes are just cast down to the you know, grass that you're sitting on, listen to the farthest sound you can hear and just be OK with it. You don't have to talk in your mind about it. Just listen. And then let's listen to the closest sound that we can hear that's outside of the body. So maybe you can hear the wind rustling in the leaves and then we would say a narrow, really narrow focus. Let's listen to your breath as it breathes in and out through the nostrils. And so that's a listening and it's focused present moment awareness on sound um, stimulation. And there's, a, you know, many more just like that, mm-hmm. um, that that you would bring into, you know, an elementary or uh um, a high school age uh, they could do a, a sound meditation or a seeing meditation and actually I do this with teachers too so teachers do that exact mindful moment where we just listen and the beauty of this work is that it's for everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have an age limit on it
1: yeah wow so I love that. And I feel like, uh, and I'm seeing more of this mindfulness in schools these days, which I think is just amazing. Um, Like, so are you seeing or is there reported Do the schools report back to you, like the kids are doing better in school? Or they're like, what are some of the benefits of doing these mindful movements? Yeah, great question. So
2: there are some noted and um, proven benefits of this mindfulness practice on a regular basis. And some of them are um, the ability to focus for a longer period of times. Uh, the ability mm. to, and, and they really, the benefits really cross over with social and emotional learning uh, skills. So that is uh, another social and emotional learning has actually been incorporated into the Ontario curriculum now because we realize that's not a soft skill anymore to, you know, have a sensitivity to ourselves and how we're, how we're doing, how we're regulating ourselves and awareness and inclusivity to our partner, our group. If we're in groups as a classroom, our teacher, um, our parent, you know, these kinds of things, listening, um, speaking where with compassion, these are social emotional learning skills that really are also found in the mindfulness practices benefits. So um, we know that children and youth are, they were in a crisis mentally, uh, their, their mental health was generally in a crisis before COVID hit, but now it is unfortunately uh, much worse.
1: Mm-hmm. um, in
2: general. And, you know, some, some people and some adults and some children and some teens are really thriving through this pause. And I'm happy to report that, but some who don't have the tools and aren't necessarily in a, in a safe environment to isolate, um, in one way or another, there are many people suffering through isolation and, uh, the lack of, uh, social contact and job and, uh, economic situations have, have, um, really dropped off. So, so the benefits, um, focused awareness, the ability to pay attention and actually absorb, um, more than you would without a mindful practice. The emotional regulation is one of the more obvious benefits because when we see, uh, we learned in the mindful movement program about the brain and even you know little grade ones and they use their mindful handy hand model that uh, Dr. Daniel Siegel has has uh, taught us all where you know you hold your hand if you want to make a fist with me right now you hold your hand up mm-hmm. and your thumb is inside your fist okay, okay. and so mm-hmm. the fingers and fingernails that's your prefrontal cortex and prefrontal cortex is where you regulate yourself your executive function function so your emotional regulation your time management your your a lot of um upper learning the things that you can think about that your pet can't think about okay right Right. (laughs) Um, then when you flip your lid meaning your management skills of your own emotions when that goes offline because you get really emotional you can lift Flip your fingers straight up, and in there, your thumb would be your amygdala, and your amygdala is the brain's uh, emotional center. So mm-hmm. this is where our emotions and stress comes from. So when when your prefrontal cortex, for, cor, when your prefrontal cortex, we do that all the time. Say that three times fast. When your prefrontal cortex is flipped, we call that flipping your lid, and you get real emotional. Mm-hmm. You just snap at your friend because they butted in, in line, or as an adult, you snap at your child because you've said it three times and now you're you're showing um, uh, undue emotion. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be really productive. You're not going to get your point across. You're just going to show emotion. Then, then you've left you you're less regulated. Behind the thumb, if you were to open up your thumb and look at just the the lines on your palm, that is the mm, local um, uh, spot for your hippocampus. And that's your memory banks. So in that explanation, you can see how if you were to practice a regular practice of mindfulness where you tune in, you realize how you're doing, and then you realize what you need once you realize how you're doing by being present in your, in your mind and your body, then you keep your prefrontal cortex from flipping and then your emotions stay more level and your hippocampus, your memory banks can function even better. So a study benefit is, you know, do a mindful moment practice before you sit down to study or do your homework and your memory will be able to retain Better Mm. and then recall better later for the test. Oh,
1: Mm. I wish I knew that in university. I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew this
0: then, (laughs) for sure.
1: Uh, Man, that's awesome. This is this
0: is so powerful, Deb. I'm really resonating with everything that you're saying. I just think it's so important. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not create this program yourself? Well, I can't take all of the credit.
2: I was sort of the um. The catalyst, yes. And it's written by me, but there is a team of people who I have worked with, children and youth included, who have helped me with this. So child and youth workers and and CYCs um, in the Halton area um, have really been my go-to in creating. And when I, you know, reading the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction by Jon Kabat-Zinn, the NBSR program, having taken that course and really lived out that full catastrophe living that John has has written about. Really then, when I went back to working with children and teachers and parents, I realized how there was really a a huge need for this in schools and in the classroom to support parents work at home with them. And so I started writing it. And with the help of uh, parents, and like I say, and and my one-on-one clients, my classroom clients, and then and and students, and the uh, teachers and CYCs, the child and youth counselors, we've really drafted and drafted and workshop this program so that we know, you know, which activities work best and how to present them. Um, there's it's neat. Lisa, some of them I know you're going to love to integrate into your program. There's some music-based, there's some creative uh, drawing-based, there's some writing-based, there's some movement-based. The, the, the music ones where um, little ones will, I'll ring uh, three tones on, uh, say, a xylophone, or I'll just have three tones of a bell, three bells. Yeah. One is low, and one is mid, and one is high, pitch. And so I'll ask them to listen and they'll sing sun if it's the high pitch and they'll sing moon if it's the medium mid pitch and they'll sing earth if it's the low pitch. And they'll learn um some ear training and 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 this is no proven to um, then improve their listening skills when they're listening to anything, whether it's the teacher or music. And then we add on uh, movement to it, so they stand like a starship or a star, a starfish, with the sun tone. So as soon as they hear the sun tone, they sing it and they stand like like arms reaching out like a starfish. And they hear the mid, and their arms go straight like a T, and they'll sing moon. And then they'll sit when they hear the low pitch. And so this is also a physical activity that we incorporate music with. So it's, there's lots of fun things to do.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. So have you, I'm just curious, have you been able to continue doing this workshop like with COVID happening, like being social distance or do you do it online or is it just in the classroom?
2: So I have been able to do some one-on-one sessions with zoom. And I, I really am amazed, pleasantly amazed at how this work communicates through an online platform. And, you know, mm-hmm. those of us who were doing this in, you know, in the room with each other, we were really not sure and skeptical that if this was going to transfer, but it really does. I'm oh, good. so happy to say that. Yeah, it really does. So um, when I teach this to teachers so that they can then take the textbook and bring this into their own classroom. Um, they get to understand the approach because we don't use mindfulness activities for discipline. We use this for self-care and for mental health uh, hygiene, um, that to, to learn the approach and start embodying their own practice and mindfulness and understand why we use these activities and what uh, benefits they will be promoting. Um, it
0: really does communicate. It's, it's wonderful to say that. And I'm really happy to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually I'm very excited because since touching base with Deb, I'm going to be doing your workshop next week. I'm thrilled. And I, you know what, actually, I'm so thankful that it's online because honestly speaking, I'm not even sure just logistically if I would have been able to make it in person. So now I'm like, awesome. I can do it online. So um, for people listening, are they able to get a hold of you? And can you tell us about, you know, who it's going to benefit if they were to sign up for the workshop? Whether they're just a parent listening and need help with their kids, or they don't necessarily have to be a teacher, do they, to gain the benefits? Right. So, no, they do not just have to be an educator. They
2: uh, pa- parents love this work because it is framed in um, a student and classroom uh, language in the in the program, but. It's all things that I have done one-on-one with um, clients and uh, children and youth that is like in my home or like my nieces or my, you know, my own children, my own children are grown now, but even still working with them with some of this work, um, it's all the exact same activities. So they can, anyone who is interested, it's a four hour, um, Training, and we'll take breaks, and we'll have lots of fun. We'll get up and move a little bit, but it's on August twenty seventh, so that's a week today, and it's online on the Zoom platform, and so that's Thursday, August twenty seventh, and it's at nine thirty till 1.30. and it is um, it's going to equip you with an ebook, and then there's a Google Classroom also, so you probably need a Gmail to get on um, the Google Classroom to access. But uh, there'll also be a recording of the four-hour workshop so that if, you know, you have to, you know, one of your home your children that is at home that, you know, pulls you away for a half an hour, you can, you'll have the recording. And I've done these before. Uh, we did a free one-hour about a month ago, and um, I had uh, 49 or so teachers from six different schools um, uh, districts as well as, as parents and principals and it's it just we got really great feedback because we had the recording so those those who couldn't attend the entire program uh, they got to watch it later and then there's handouts and posters and all kinds of uh, research uh, to, to back this work up uh, and um, lots of good stuff in there so to find it um, you go to uh, the the website which is www.mindfulmovement.com and mindful is spelt with a y so it's m y n d f u l movement.com and my email address is deb at mindfulmovement.com with a y so if anybody is wants to inquire or just send you all a message you could forward it to me but it should be really fun because the there's parents and and teachers alike that have signed up for the program and the beauty of it is we'll be interacting. And so if a parent says, you know what, I've got a a six year old who is really this way, how can we modify this? Because I don't think my, my child is going to, you know, be able to do this, then as a, as a um, resourceful community, we come up with really
1: great ideas for everybody. (laughs) Mm, That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, we were thinking maybe you could walk us through perhaps a little breathing technique that we could all kind of follow along with just to get a feel for all this. I would love that. That would be awesome. Okay. Okay. So
2: because we are online a lot these days um, where we're either teaching through Zoom or we're on the computer catching up on whatever we're doing um, or helping our child, I thought we would do one where we're standing up. Okay. So you know, if whoever is listening wants to do this. You can go ahead and stand up and stand with your feet, maybe hip width apart and your knees just softly bent and your posture straight and tall with a, a lower back that is with ease. So the lower back is calm. We're not like straight up like a soldier, but we're comfortable with holding, we call it dignified posture. Okay.
1: And Got our it. arms
2: are resting by our sides with energy shooting right through the fingertips. So instead of limp, we'll have some energy shooting through our arms and fingertips. And we'll just bring our awareness to uh, our breathing and without changing it. So we don't have to suck in a big deep breath or anything unless you want to. But just having your, your breath just breathe as, you, as the breath breathes your body. And if you like to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. But if you don't like, a lot of people don't like to close their eyes, and it's totally fine. So instead, you can just have your soft gaze cast down to the floor in front of you. And draw your hands in front of your belly and just hold an imaginary volleyball. Just that imaginary ball that's in about the, shape, the size of a volleyball. And we'll just be here for a moment and slow our system down and bring awareness now to the space between our hands. Awareness goes to the space between the hands. And the hands are relaxed, but there's energy. And the mind will wander. And and that is the practice is noticing when the mind wanders and then bringing it back to awareness of the space between the hands. That's practice. So without judgment with and, you know, your mind goes, OK, what are we doing and where are we going to do? What are we going to do next? And that's all good. And we accept that. And then we bring our mind back to the space between our hands. And then awareness shifts to the fingers. And we may feel some tingle or vibration in the fingers and the palms. And we may feel a little magnetic push-pull. So if you can pulsate your hands just ever so slightly, you may feel that electromagnetic field that we all emanate and it's kind of crazy how we really are magnetic and our energy radiates and the belly stays calm and the breathing stays slow and peaceful and the awareness stays on the energy and whatever is happening with that energy between the hands. And then we'll add some gratitude here and just be really grateful for this moment. And you can each be grateful for this moment that you just gave yourself to tune in, to feel your energy And to bring yourself back to well being in the here and now, whatever that is for you. And then you can just let that go whenever you're ready and come back to uh, the room and your seat, and
0: here we are. Mm. That was so good.
1: That was so, so good. I love that. I could like really feel the vibration or the, when you said the push pull, I was like, yes, that's what it is. Like this, it's almost like you can feel pushing into the energy. And I was, I don't know, that was really cool. Yeah.
2: Isn't that <laughs> neat how you can feel your, you really are a magnet and you're really yeah. emanating energy. And, you know, we teach the children and the teens about our, our, molecules that we are made up of and the atoms that are made up of the, uh, in the molecules that mm-hmm. never stay still. We're always vibing.
0: Like, exactly that's awesome. I also found it so calming. I think yes. it's just so simple, mm-hmm. but why do we always forget? There's just always so much going on in our brains and in our world, it's just so nice to just be still. That's mm-hmm. why I like sticky notes.
2: <laughs> I have Ugh. little sticky notes and um, reminders in my phone and, and they'll say funny things. and I'll change them up, but, you know, just be or breathe or, or, you know, I'll call it my energy ball, see my energy ball, you know, just to remind myself because we can really get caught up on our busy day and forget to just tune into that. And it only takes like, you know, 47 seconds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah Yeah. that's great
2: and the neat Um, thing about that one too is it's that one was not based on our breathing and oftentimes um people can misunderstand a mindful moment being all about breathing and and all this work is trauma-informed as well and for differentiated learning so some people don't like focusing on their breath, especially the in breath, and especially if they've had trauma in their life, and we know now that most people have. And so we can focus and have a mindful moment that is not focused on breath. Uh, We have some awareness to it, but then we can focus on something like what we just did um, that is even more uh, effective for an individual.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, fascinating. and I really liked, I watched, you did a YouTube on this one, which I thought was really cool, and I wanted to share, because I think it's an easy one to start, and you touched on it uh, earlier, but if you have an object, you were saying, like, either, whether it's a seashell, like you mentioned with the kids, um, but whatever the object is, like, just sit with that, and then feel it, notice the little, the little structure and like the color and all. Can you just take us through that little example? Because I think that's a good one for listeners at home to kind of try out if they've never done mindfulness before. I thought it was a good little technique.
2: Yeah, that's a really easy one. I love that. Yeah. That's a really nice one to do with tweens and teenagers and adults. So with adults, um, the way we would practice that is that Um, Bringing yourself back to this moment here and now where, uh, you know, I often say to a group of adults when I'm with them, um, how many of you have ever sat on the couch, remembered a situation that got you really, really mad and, you know, within three or four or five minutes, you're just furious all over again, but you're just sitting there by yourself on the couch and everybody <laughs> yeah. can relate right
1: yeah like we exactly
2: bring ourselves to that emotional state that's called metacognition we think about thinking and yeah. we think about that situation and the stress comes rushing in that fight flight and freeze cortisol hormone comes rushing into the body and Uh, we're just sitting there by ourselves on the couch. So this is a really nice one. When you realize that you are uh, running on adrenaline or on the stress hormone and you're, you know, just kind of prickly or or cranky in a day, um, then to just sit or stand or go for a walk, whatever, however this is going to float your boat. And notice an object. And if you have something on your desk where you're working and it happens to be, you know, a plant, a plant is always a nice one because it's a natural um, object and natural objects are grounding just because they're natural. So you, if you were just to look at the plant and just realize I am here right now with this plant and just be really specific on your seeing. So first see all the colors and yeah, it's green, but it could be, you know, six different shades of green and so you just kind of whisper those to yourself so that you're in this present moment so you're sort of bringing yourself back to the here and now instead of you know ranting about what happened yesterday so you bring yourself back with the with the colors and then you notice its shape and instead of getting into a story about you know whether you have a green thumb or where the plant came from or whatever you know the mind will do that and without judging the mind because it's built to do that we just oh we're thinking again so we'll bring it back to the plant and just the simplified viewing, the seeing of the plant. And so then the noticing of, of um, how it's uh, shaped and uh, noticing um, the, maybe you touch it and the, the sense of touch on the fingers, which is again, bringing you into the here and now without any judgment, just feeling it how the plant leaves feel on the fingers I'm thinking about my aloe plant right now and, you know, it's got sharp edges and then it's kind of squishy and thick in the, in the long stem parts and, and your mind just comes to this and then it's cool or maybe it's, you know, room temperature and you notice the temperature of it. And just in that, in the, you know, in the 47 seconds it takes for you to get into the here and now with something that is just an object in front of you, whether it's, Mm. you know, without the story then this can, will regulate you just a little. And it doesn't take you from like a spinning rainbows 10 to, a, you know, up there. <laughs> it, it, but it can take you up one or two ranks.
1: Yeah, You know, if, right. you're,
2: if you're in a really stressed out zone of, of a two or a three or you're sad or have depressive thoughts on a two or a three, and and you can just uplift yourself or regulate yourself by lifting yourself up a point or two. On that, you know, imaginary measuring stick, then you can bring some awareness to, okay, what do I need now? You know what? I need a glass of water. I need to go outside and have a little walk. I'm going to set my alarm so I can really be present in my walk. It's going to be a 10 minute or that's all I have time for. But in those 10 minutes, I'm just going to let go of everything and just be in the moment. So those little moments of being present with the object can bring you to the next um, awareness of what do I need now?
1: Mm. Yeah. I love that. It's great.
0: So Deb, what are some, can you leave us with maybe some top three things that listeners at home can do or that we can do right now to start living a more calmer focused life? And like I say, especially with people going back to school, um, and you know, some people are dealing with some anxiety and uncertainty.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, I would love to. So my, um, routine and what I usually like to um, suggest is upon waking and most people have heard this one before but man it's magical upon waking instead of of grabbing for your phone first thing and instead of rhyming off the to-do list even if you know a little one happens to be the one who (laughs) is the reason why you're waking um, you could do it with your little one or with your pet or with, you know, you know, yourself or your partner, but go through three things that are within you and in your life that you're grateful for. So that's one, I'd say to run through a gratitude list of not something you're grateful for every day, you say the same things, but try to pick three new ones each day. Some, some being within you, like, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm as patient as I am or that I would like to make eye contact with my children when I speak to them for the most part or Mm. whatever whatever it might be. Mm, I like those. And just feel good about yourself for some, and then something without, like, you know what, I'm also grateful for the roof over my head or, you know, something like that. Um, That's one that I really live by because I know that I notice a difference in my outlook, even upon brushing my teeth. If I don't do that while I'm still laying in bed. Um, Another thing I really like to do is Um, some kind of stretch while I'm in bed. So my feet haven't hit the floor yet. And I'm still on my second tool that I use my mental health hygiene. And I do a little stretch and whether it's, you know, a long full body pencil stretch into a little twisty thing. And then I, you know, open my arms up to a T and a Y and Move around my legs where one knee is rolling outward and the other, you know, whatever your most delicious stretches are for your body. And in doing that, synchronize your breath with your movement and just breathe in with a stretch, breathe out with a stretch. And you're what you're subconsciously telling yourself is I am priority. I am worthy of this time. I am grateful for this time and I will prioritize my own self-care today. You're starting that before your feet hit the floor. Um, so you, we're not coming from a place of lack, but we're coming from a place of, of gratitude there. Mm. it would be a, a, another one that I definitely do every single morning. Um, I think another one would just try to try to get outside um, at least <sighs> at night, once, to, once a day, where I'm really noticing being outside. Um, And I just appreciate, and you know, uh, a friend of mine has a saying, no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So uh, whatever it is, you just get ready for that outside visit for yourself to nature and just be one with your nature. And, and even if it's just on your balcony, um, if you're in an apartment or on the grass or with your boots on in the winter, just being outside and just Feeling like you're connecting with that intention to connect uh, with nature, um, out. That's another one that we all could use, especially in this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Love. I that. love those. I'm so all about those. I like personally. I know the benefits of the gratitude journal. Like the times, I'm still not as stringent as I should be with it, <laughs> doing it every day, but when i do it i totally notice a difference in my day and even my week wonderful yeah. and
2: you, you know there's a, there's a lot of new studies that are that is done on mindful self compassion mm. and instead of adding this mindfulness stuff as one more thing to the list of to-dos which can totally stress us out even though it's a really awesome thing to add to your list it can make right. things worse and so mindful self compassion can frame that to say, even though I don't practice my mindfulness gratitude journal every morning, I do my best. And when I do, I enjoy it. And so we frame it with so much compassion to ourselves uh, in every moment that I say, Hey man, I'm doing my best. And, yeah. I forgot
0: yesterday, but I'm not going to shoot on myself.
1: Yeah. I love <laughs> that. I mm-hmm. love
0: great, it. Great, uh, great perspective. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, so good. And I love the weather thing. Cause I also say that too. Like if someone goes, Oh, it's such a bad, you know, it's such a bad day because it's raining. Uh It's like, we'll grab the umbrella. It's like, you know, totally. You you got (laughs) to reframe that too. Yes. Yes. That's great. (laughs) I think I'm preaching to the choir.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, Well, it's
2: wonderful because, you know, once you have tasted these things as, as effective tools, you just want to share it because you know how it makes you feel. And that's that's why I do what I do is because I know how um, it has really improved the quality of my life. And on the exterior, things haven't necessarily changed too much. But the my inner being and my perspective, the lenses which I see through have changed to a brighter high vibing. <laughs> um, I mean, not every minute of every day. I know how to help myself feel better. And Mm -hmm. that's what's really changed and improved in my life since this practice.
0: Absolutely. And honestly, that's why we started this podcast too, because we just loved this stuff and how it was helping us and we just wanted to share it. So I'm so glad they're all, you know, we're all on the same page and uh, man, this has been just so wonderful. So wonderful. So helpful. If I could um, if
2: I could just read something, it really reminded me of, of you two ladies. And oh, your just, podcast. Yeah. Um, this morning, I was thinking about you and and I've listened to your podcasts, and I just really appreciate what you bring to the world. And there's a quote from John zinn mm-hmm. who who is the you know, sort of father of Western mindfulness, and he says, Practice sharing the fullness of your being your best self, your enthusiasm, your vitality, your spirit, your trust, your openness, and above all, your presence. Share it with yourself, with your family, with your world.
0: And you (laughs) do that.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so
0: much for sharing that. Thank you.
2: You're so welcome. Thank you so much for for sharing this time with me
0: i'm really grateful for it and to to this has been days. wonderful um deb just tell the listeners one more time where they can find you where they can connect with you ask questions and find out more about your workshops one, let's uh let's list them out for everyone wonderful okay
2: so the website is mindfulmovement.com that's m-y-n-d-f-u-l movement.com and my email address you can email me lots of questions and and I've got you know research supporting um, uh, resources uh, and that's at deb at mindfulmovement.com and my Twitter account is Mindful Deb and my Instagram account is Deb Taylor Life and there's also a mindful movement uh, account as well. Um, and I'd love, uh, people to connect with me on social media. Mine, the way I use it is just to uplift and just to share, uh, the work that I'm doing. If anybody would like to join in on it and to learn, uh, from other people who are also, um, striving and learning. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Oh, this has been so great. So great. Thank you so Uh, much for coming on. This was so, so amazing. Oh, yes.
0: Thank you oh my gosh you've just yes shared so many wonderful things with us and uh yeah i our listeners will be thankful as well so deb i can't wait to dive into your workshop next week and then i'll be talking all about that on one of our future podcasts so we'll (laughs) we'll definitely be in touch wonderful
2: thank you so much for having me ladies so good to chat with both of you and yes i'll see you next week lisa on uh online on the workshop and uh Hopefully others who are listening will join us and we'll yeah. learn together. You Yay. got it. Okay.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Take, a, take okay. good care and okay. have a beautiful day. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Things that make you feel good. Have a beautiful day. Number two. Oh. Always be, be. vibing.